Our first reading for today is from the 28th chapter of Deuteronomy. And if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments that I command you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of your womb, and the fruit of your ground, and the fruit of your cattle, the increase of your herds, and the young of your flock. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before you. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your barns and in all that you undertake. And he will bless you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. The Lord will establish you as a people holy to himself as he has sworn to you. If you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. And all the peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord. and They shall be afraid of you. and The Lord will make you abound in prosperity. In the fruit of your womb and in the fruit of your livestock. And in the fruit of your ground. Within the land that the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open to you his good treasury, the heavens. To give the rain to your land in its season, and to bless all the work of your hands. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. And you shall only go up and not down, if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, being careful to do them. And if you do not turn aside from any of the words that I command you today, to the right hand or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. But if you will not obey the voice of the Lord your God, or be careful to do all his commandments and his statutes that I command you today, then all these curses shall come upon you and overtake you. Curse shall you be in the city. Curse shall you be in the field. Curse shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Curse shall be the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your ground, the increase of your herds and the young of your flock. Curse shall you be when you come in and curse shall you be when you go out. The Lord will send on you curses, confusion and frustration in all that you undertake to do until you are destroyed and perish quickly on account of the evil of your deeds, because you have forsaken me. The Lord will make the pestilence stick to you until he has consumed you off the land that you are entering to take possession of it. The Lord will strike you with wasting disease and with fever, inflammation and fiery heat, and with drought, and with blight and with mildew. They shall pursue you, pursue you until you perish. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second reading is from the 18th chapter of Matthew. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? 
and calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them and said, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck and to be drowned in the depth of the sea. Woe to the world for temptations to sin, for it is necessary that temptations come, but woe to the one by whom the temptation comes. If your hand or your foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life crippled or lame than with two hands or two feet to be thrown into the eternal fire. And if your eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into the hell of fire. See that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I tell you that in heaven, their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. What do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them has gone astray, does he not leave the ninety-nine on the mountains and go in search of the one that went astray? If he finds it, truly, I say to you, he rejoices over it more than over the ninety-nine that never went astray. So it is not the will of my Father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. If he does not listen, take one or two others along with you, that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile And a tax collector. Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again I say to you, two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I among them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We continue our recitation of the creed with the second article. What is the second article? And in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. What does this mean? I believe that Jesus Christ, true God, begotten of the Father from eternity, and also true man, born of the Virgin Mary, is my Lord, who has redeemed me, a lost and condemned person, purchased and won me, from all sins, from death, and from the power of the devil, not with gold or silver, but with his holy, precious blood, 
and with his innocent suffering and death, that I may be his own and live under him in his kingdom and serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness, just as he has risen from the dead, lives and reigns to all eternity. This is most certainly true. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. In our passage today, this afternoon from Deuteronomy, we have the reading from Moses where he's talking to, the, to God's people about all the blessings that they will have if they continue to follow God faithfully. He says this, And if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments that I command you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you obey the voice of the Lord your God. It's actually a beautiful picture, Moses says, that usually when we say that something overtakes you, it's something terrible, like a bear you're trying to outrun. And it chases you down. Or a disease overtakes you. It's usually a negative, right? Moses describes blessings as overtaking you. If the Israelites just follow and obey God's commandments. Blessings such as the fruit of their womb would overtake them. With many children, I suppose. The fruit of their baskets. Their kneading bowls. that All of their crops That enemies who rise against them would be easily defeated. So success will just overtake them. All kinds of prosperity, it says. Even the rains. It'll rain at just the right time. I used to be a pastor of farmers. And the rain never seemed to be right. It was always too much, too little, or too fast, or too slow. (laughs) For the Israelites, though, they would be overtaken with just the right amount of rain, just the right speed, everything. It just sounds wonderful, doesn't it? It didn't happen. Not because of God. You ever hear the phrase, something effective can set the bar so high, you're set to fail, like you're automatically going to fail. They could never do this. They could never have been completely faithful in obeying God's commandments. We know this. Forget all this, just think of the Ten Commandments. Try to keep them perfectly in one day. Well, a person who can would truly be overcome by blessings, overtaken by blessings. This is not us. This is not the Israelites. This is not us. And I think God knew that when he said this. Because truly, and if I may say this, it would be the fool who would say, yes, I can do this. I got this, God. Thanks. Just bring those blessings on. It is the unbelieving fool who thinks in their mind that they can keep God's commandments perfectly, that they basically don't even need God. And we see what happens for the Israelites who don't keep this and for us. God said this through Moses. But if you will not obey the voice of the Lord your God 
or be careful to do all his commandments and his statutes that I command you today. And all these curses shall come upon you and overtake you. As soon as the Israelites stepped over the Jordan River, they began to fail. Heck, even as soon as they got out of the out of Egypt in the Exodus, Mount Sinai, Ten Commandments, Moses is taking a while. What do they do? Build themselves a golden calf and worship it. It doesn't take long, does it? It didn't take the Israelites long to fail. And it doesn't take us long to fail. I just pray that we realize that. And you may think that's an odd thing for a pastor to say. Pastor, are you saying you want me to realize I'm a failure? Yes, I do. I do. I want to realize I'm an absolute failure every day. I hope you realize that too. Not that you're a failure or you're not worth anything. No, you're, you're worth everything in the world to God. I'm worth everything in the world to God. All of you are. And that's why he sent Jesus. In our second article, we had this wonderful passage today of Christ and what he did for us. And here's an excerpt I want to call to your attention. I believe that Jesus Christ is my Lord who has redeemed me, purchased and won me from all sins, from death and from the power of the devil, not with gold or silver, but with his holy, precious blood. And with his innocent suffering and death, that I may be his own. All that Jesus Christ did in his crucifixion on the cross was to fix what went wrong way back in the Garden of Eden and what has been going wrong throughout all of history, and that is that man cannot keep God's commandments. Cannot keep God's law. Not perfectly. Not perfectly in a day or even in a moment. And our God demands perfection. He's God. Because we couldn't give that perfection. Because we could not do what God asked of all those Israelites and of us. God had to step in and do it for us. Right? And if there's anything this month, during the month of October, when when we're starting to think about the Reformation, let's have our hearts and our minds always go back to that very simple truth that we couldn't save ourselves. We needed God to do it. We were absolutely lost without Him. Thanks be to God, He did do it. He sent Jesus. And now our faith and our trust is in him. And because of him, we're able to have great confidence in this life. Even as we try to keep his commandments, and when we, especially when we break his commandments, we know that he hasn't tossed us to the side. He couldn't. God couldn't do that to you. Because he sent Jesus in your flesh for you. He went to great lengths to save. Every single one of us, didn't he? So that you could have confidence in this life. Knowing and believing you really are saved. 
because of Christ's shedding of his blood, his innocent suffering and death, all of that he did, not for himself, he did it for us, so that I may be his own. He did it for you, so that you could have full confidence that your sins really are forgiven. Not because you've kept the commandments, or I have. No. We have full confidence because Jesus Christ kept the commandments. And Jesus Christ paid the penalty for breaking the commandments. He paid it for us. That's the beauty of this time of year and of Reformation. And and something we should always, not just this time of year, but always keep very close to our hearts. Especially when our sins weigh us down. Especially when the, the pains of death and the sadness of death Overtake us sometimes. And that's the word I find so interesting here in Deuteronomy. That the the curses would overtake you. And it does feel that way sometimes. It feels like a tsunami can wash over us. But not anymore. Not because of Christ. Because of Christ, you have been overtaken by something so much greater. The forgiveness of sins, resurrection of the dead, life everlasting, those beautiful promises of Christ. Let those overtake you every single day. Because that truly is what Christ has done for us. He's overwhelmed us with mercy. He's overtaken us with his grace, his love. Completely showers upon us every single day. And those are the things I pray we concentrate upon this time of year. And truly, every day of our lives. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.